Welcome to Bad Puns and Machine Guns, the podcast where we watch and discuss every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie one at a time, and maybe the occasional surprise as well. I'm Kevin Keane. And I'm Mike Olson, and today we'll be discussing Aftermath, released by Lionsgate Premiere on April 7th, 2017, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Scoot McNary, Maggie Grace, Martin Donovan, written by Javier Guglion, and directed by Elliot Lester. Released two days ago. Yes. It's exciting. A new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is out. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has been. What was the last one? Was, was it Terminator Genesis? I think so. Yeah. I think that's the last last movie that that's, he's been in. That's almost two years because... Oh, uh, no, wait. May, maybe Maggie? Did Maggie come before or after Genesis? That's a good question. I think it was before. Might have been just before Genesis. I think yeah, those might have been the same year. We should have done. <laughs> we should have done some research. We didn't do any research. You know, we're we're just kind of. This is going to be a much more informal episode than usual yeah. because as of this moment, we have not seen it yet. Nope. We're recording this on April 9th, so two days after it came out, we're just going to put this up the day we record it. Uh, uh, at least for me, I haven't read any reviews. I've stayed away, and I haven't even seen a trailer. Okay, see, I have seen the trailer, and I have seen a couple of reviews, so okay. I kind of have a sense. So you know the basic premise, though, right? Like, Not really. Oh, I you mean, don't know anything? Other than just from the poster and stuff, I can tell that it yeah. clearly is something that's more Maggie, and I think I mentioned that on Predator 2 when we said we were going to do this. This is more Maggie than it's going to be Terminator Genesis. Um, Somber, Yeah, you ask me, based for on sure. the poster. So what we decided, we were going to go see it in theaters since uh, it's new, but we didn't realize that it was going to be out same day on video on demand. And a very limited release, too, is even the bigger issue of um, yeah. seeing it in theaters. Yeah, we, we could have done the, the what is it, like a 60-mile round trip to go see it, but yeah. we just went, ah, let's just watch it. So we're going we're gonna to watch it right now, and we're, immediately after, we're going to talk about it. So yep. this will be as fresh a take as possible. We'll, uh, see, we'll see how good we really are at this and not doing movies that are ancient and we can watch over and over again and get detailed notes. Yeah. Speaking of the round trip, uh, well, uh, Neil, and our, our longtime listener from the UK, Neil Studd, he said he was going to do like a 200-mile round trip. Was that, that, that's, that's, that's what correct? I thought I saw on Twitter, which that's more committed than I think even I see, am. Yeah, we're doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger podcast, and we're not making a 30-mile round trip. So <laughs> it's probably too late, but Neil, please don't do this. Like, I just wanted a, a special message to him because he tweeted us, and it's like, that's crazy. Uh, you can watch it on video on demand. It's yes. Also, I brought I bring that up because I want to mention he was nice enough on his podcast to mention our podcast. So I just want to you know uh, return the favor. He, he's got a new podcast called Screen Testing. Correct. Uh, his co-host uh, Dan. I, I don't know so. Dan's last name. Sorry, Dan. But uh, yeah, they were really nice and, and mentioned us on their podcast. So it's it's actually really cool. I just wanted to, to plug them. Yeah, they're what are they? They're software testers and they talk about movies from that point of view. So yeah, it's an interesting take. I listened sure. to the uh, the Deepwater Horizon episode. It was really interesting. So. Um, oh, and also, I have, we have more. What, what's the word I'm looking for? News. Housekeeping to take oh. care of with Chris. Oh. <laughs> we got to take care of that before we yes, start, start the movie. That, that's correct. So, a I, correction has come in. A, a, <laughs> a, is it a retraction? No, I think it's, it's more of a clarification. Okay. He's demanding an apology. He's not getting an apology, uh, but I'll, he's getting, he'll get his clarification. Uh, this housekeeping is on you because I, <laughs> this, this really, I don't have a dog in this fight, so I'm going to let you, whether no, this it, is an apology, a clarification, or a retraction. It was my error, and it was on the Terminator Salvation episode, and uh, I'm going to talk about the alternate ending, so if you don't want to get spoiled for Terminator Salvation, skip ahead a minute or so. But I, I had said that I saw that with him, and then we were talking about the alternate ending. Correct. And I had basically mischaracterized he feels i mischaracterized his opinion because i i did miss an important detail on that alternate ending which is uh marcus the half terminator they 
disguise him, not disguise, they like do plastic surgery or something. Yeah. They take his face off and, and replace his face. So With John Connor is correct. Yeah, he becomes John Connor. And what I had said on the episode is he becomes the new John Connor and leads the resistance, which he reminded me, and he's right, that was that's not accurate. The actual alternate ending to Terminator Salvation was he becomes John Connor and then murders everyone in the room and kills the entire <laughs> resistance leadership. The end. That was the part he thought was cool and just the shocking nature of it, which I can kind of see where he's coming from now. He thought it would be a cool thing to just be, have such a shocking ending like that. So I did forget that important part of the alternate ending. I'll, so. I'll give you credit. You, uh, you I'll are, up. You're w- willing to admit when you're wrong. You're, yeah. not, you're not the Fonz. <laughs> was the Fonz never wrong? Is the, that a thing the, about the, the Fonz? Fonz? He would say, um, r- 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 he couldn't say the word wrong. <laughs> I don't remember that. but uh, I shouldn't know that much about Happy Days, but for some reason I know that fact. It's not that I was wrong. I left out a detail that was an important detail. <laughs> Maybe you were so, a little yeah, bit, like the, a little bit like the Fonz. I'm not going to say I'm totally wrong. I'm certainly not going to apologize. But anyway, back to Aftermath. So we're going to start the movie now. Uh, we'll be away for a bit. We'll be right back for the listeners, but uh, we're going to watch the movie and we'll be right back and we'll have our thoughts. Sounds good. Here we go. Okay, so this is going to be a much less awkward transition for the listener than it is for us, uh, but let's have our spirited conversation about Aftermath. Yeah, wow. Um, I'm not sure what to say. I mean... Well, I, for, first of all, let's just say we're going to keep spoilers to a minimum at the beginning, and then we'll mark when we're going to talk about spoilers. I think we forgot to say that at the beginning, but... Yeah, so that, I, that was our plan, and we discussed it, but I think off air. Yeah, but what, so what do you think? Aftermath. Um, we're well, now in the aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe I'll uh, I'll quote Marge Simpson and that's kind of a downer. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, but did you like it? I think is is really certainly it's a downer. There's no question. This is a very serious drama. About, yeah, it's, about grief. It is definitely that. I can't. I I don't know. I guess maybe it's because I went in so cold, and maybe I shouldn't have. Let me let me ask you this: since you read some reviews, and I think at least did the trailer, you were better prepared for this than me. I was a little too prepared actually, because not only did I watch the trailer. I also read up a little bit on the real events okay. upon which this is based, and I wasn't sure if they were going to follow the events that closely, but uh, the real story, I mean, this, this happened in Europe, not in the U.S., but essentially the story was exactly what happened in the movie, is oh, wow. one of the family members tracked down the, the air traffic oh, controllers. Oh, <laughs> good catch. <laughs> I wasn't going to reveal... Okay. The end, but I mean, but so uh, cer- certainly, th- so this is a movie about two characters on a collision course. I mean, that's certainly like the the idea. So yeah, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the specifics later. You're right. <laughs> so <laughs> let me just ask you this without revealing it, though, because this is what I like. Know it was the ending. Yes. Traumatic liberty. I mean, I, I oh no 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 no. I mean, that was what happened. Oh wow. We'll save okay. this. We'll save this conversation. But I okay. mean, I the point being that I knew I kind of had a sense of what the ending might be, and so. But yeah, I mean, I, I kind of knew a little too much, to be honest. Okay. So I, I want to hear your point of view first, because I kind of knew where it was going. Yeah. Because I knew what happened in the real story. Um, I, I mean, there's some, some things about it that uh, are, were somewhat jarring. You know, in particular, the, <laughs> I mean, not just the story, but the way that they transition to stuff. I mean, you've got, at one point, they'll give you a, the early, I'd say, first third of the movie really is just a couple of days. 
Yeah. Uh, and then they it's do, almost it's I think it's more than half before they maybe maybe advance it is. the story a little bit. But then they advance it into one year later and just intermittently they had fades to black that some of them were maybe a couple of hours later and then you've got one that it gives you a title card that's one year later and then in the last I don't know 15 minutes of the movie I wasn't timing it 10 years elapse I mean a huge period of time elapse and they don't yeah I feel like the movie really only reveals what it's about in the last 10 minutes yeah again let's let's we, we should probably do a, a summary so to reveal like a non-spoiler summary so basically it's about a collision a mid-air collision of two airliners yes and it's about arnold plays a character who has family his wife and and pregnant daughter are on on the the, plane we're on one of the planes correct and then it also follows his what's his name roman uh well arnold's character's name is roman roman and then jacob is played by scoot mcnary yes and he's the air traffic controller who is basically responsible for it i mean Again, I think we'll save the conversation about the specifics yeah. until later, but... I'd like to get into that. Yeah, we need to talk about that. But, I mean, that's sort of the general idea is there's this terrible tragedy, and this is the aftermath of it. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting uh, that the movie starts... As the movie starts, the collision has already occurred. Like, that's one of those things, and I think I've talked about it in previous episodes, where in a movie like this, where there's some sort of a tragedy... As an audience member, I need to know the you know the deceased parties essentially. If I'm going to feel anything, I think. What did we talk about? Was it uh, collateral damage? Hold on, I, I'm saying like we don't get to meet them. We don't get to meet them, but it hasn't occurred yet. No, it's, by the time when the movie starts. Oh, you're right. I guess there is a scene at the beginning, but more or less, we, we don't see any of. It's hard for you to get their background backstory yeah, it's you don't get any backstory on roman's family so it is yeah that's what i mean you're right technically you, there is a scene i forgot about the opening scene that is set before the crash yeah i mean there's not a ton but i mean you get, you get a couple you get him and basically you get him the, i do think that i i appreciate or i um yeah i i guess i appreciate it. i don't know enjoy i mean you do get a little bit of background not very much of what roman does and then you get a little so you you don't get anything on his family, but you get a little bit on uh, Jacob's family, and then eventually you find out what Jacob does for a living. Yeah. So, I mean, there there are some parallels there, and you're right. I, I It is, um, I, I guess, well done in so much that there are characters that are on a collision course, um, you know, whether or not that that, it, I don't think it's meant to be ironic, um, or maybe it is. Well, I, I mean, the, the posters, the, the planes going at each other, yeah, I think that's I kind so. of the idea. It's these two characters... You know, who, who eventually are going to even if they didn't meet, there wouldn't be a movie. So yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're kind of talking around our opinions. I I don't think I liked this movie. I mean, it's, we're we're literally five minutes after we stopped watching, so yeah. it's all very fresh. But it's gonna take some time to really absorb. But I, the idea is to get our immediate response, and I, yeah, I mean, my immediate response is I don't think this is a very good movie. To be honest, I think it's well acted. I think it's well directed. I don't think it's well written. I think this has a huge pacing problems. I don't think the like, it was the dialogue was well written. I, I would agree with. I think I would. I'm I'm agreeing with you uh, on all of those. I think um, what you were talking about about the time jumps is the pacing problems that I'm talking about. It's, it has a lot of weird pacing. Yeah, it's it's uneven. I'll also say. Of the two now in the last, and I'm sure it's just because of his age, these are you know somewhat the roles that he's going to take, right, that aren't, are for Arnold isn't as physically intensive. Yeah. Um, the reason I think that maybe both of, I, I, I know I liked Maggie, and I think you did. I did, yeah. Is that you, because you have, there's more of an emotional connection that you, you right. have to his daughter. Absolutely. I mean, she's in the whole movie. Here, he's grieving over characters we've never met, and, you know, 
obviously a character like this is going to go be going through a terrible you know grieving process and right. it, i think arnold really did a good job in his performance i think everybody did i think you're right it's not the acting isn't the issue i think the one actor that appears near the end was not great but otherwise i agree okay uh, i, I would get, we'll get into that yeah i wouldn't disagree with you on that either uh but yeah i think his performance was fine it's not a fault of arnold's performance but as an audience member, I'm not feeling anything because I don't know these people. And it's just like, I think a movie like this, you can't just start in the aftermath. It's called Aftermath, so they, I guess maybe they should have I mean that, retitled it. I guess, well, they did retitle it. What, what was it called originally? 4, 487? Or yeah, I think so. Something like that. Some number. So I don't know if that was a flight number. It probably, oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't here, but maybe, maybe it was the actual flight number. I didn't go and pull up any of the... Um, 478 is what it was, was originally going. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, so here's, here's where I think part of the flaw in that lies and maybe it's not supposed to be even at least for me i had way more sympathy for scoop mcnary's character in his grieving process and maybe it's because i get more i got more of the impact to people outside of just his character than yeah. arnold's he's less isolated than arnold's character for right. sure and I, just as an audience member i i'm not saying that it's justify i'm I'm not saying it's right but i'm just saying that that's that's what what i felt watching is i feel that it's extremely uneven yeah there are details of his story of scoop mcnary's story that i don't know if i necessarily believed though okay i don't know how it's gonna be tough to like talk around spoilers but i think the consequences of him being the air traffic controller on duty when this crash occurred i feel like are out of whack with what would have actually happened. I don't know. I don't know if that part of the story is accurate in terms of if that was a, a very he was taken. Well, just just I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but like, he's very publicly known. Like obviously, it becomes a big news story, and people know who he is, and you know people are writing things on his house, and he's a killer. And that doesn't seem plausible to me. I mean, I feel like. I don't know if it, it, do air traffic controllers report to the FAA or to the airport. Like, who do they work for? Uh, so, air traffic controllers in the United States. Although you're telling me that this is a, a European story, so it could be. I'm sure it's different. Yeah, I'll look up the details. Uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll but I, I believe. I mean, I know at one point they were unionized members of the FAA, and I know the Reagan administration basically just fired them all. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to logic it through here while we're talking of who they work for. I don't, I still think they work for the FAA. I think the only difference is, is they may not be unionized employees now. Right. They're still FAA employees, but they cleared house, whatever. That, yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. So I think back in the 80s, they went on strike and Reagan just fired them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't remember... I guess what specific power that he has that he's able to, you know, break that union, but others aren't able to. But so what I think, I still think they do report to the FAA, but again, as you noted, I didn't know this, that this isn't a U.S. based story anyway. So maybe things would have been different. Well, I but, don't know. But the movie is, I mean, if yeah. they're going to change it to being, uh, you know, a thing that happened in the U.S., they've got to change those details too. Yeah. He's in the union in this, right? I mean, there are union reps there talking to him and all that. But like, wouldn't no. they protect his identity? No. See, I, I don't think those were union reps. I think they are members of the FAA. But I don't, I don't think that, again, I, do, I don't think air traffic controllers are, are unionized anymore. Not anymore? No. I feel like I should, we should just go look it up. Well, but, I, I, I mean, I looked up the Reagan thing, but it's probably it's been oh, a while. Yeah, no. Think, things changed after that. I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're still if they're unionized employees or not. Either way, I, I understand what you're saying is how likely is it that 
he would have become a public figure. I, I don't know. I, I would think the FAA would try to protect. I mean, maybe it would, it would have gotten out or whatever, but I don't know. And just the fact that it seems like he takes all the blame for it. And also, if he was actually at fault, he would have been criminally at fault, correct? Like, he doesn't seem like the, the public. I mean, maybe it's realistic. It's hard, I, to, see, it's hard could, to react to it so soon after watching it's it. It's true, but I, I take that as pretty realistic. I don't think. I think that at least the base the, on the details that are presented in the movie, and I'm assuming that they're pretty accurate, it does seem like it's a legitimate accident that there were a number of things that, that were out of his control, some of which I think that were within his control, but out, a number of things that are out of his control of why he would have been responsible, but it wasn't intentional. So I don't think there would have been criminal charges. It's a horrible accident. Yeah. So I don't think there would have been criminal charges, but I, I do, I can see now it may have been dramatic license. I can see why he would be the one if it happened as it was laid out, why he would be the one that would take the blame or that people, I should say this, that the public would blame. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, we're I, talking I just, around some stuff that, you know, at some point, I guess we'll just say, we're yeah, going to move to the spoiler section and I don't want to get into the detail, like specifics yet. Cause yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to spoil the movie. I mean, it's not, it's, it's an, it's an interesting movie, and I like Arnold's performance. I think he's giving a similar performance to Maggie, and I think it, yeah. he's good. I, so here's what I... I guess here's my take as, as we've gone through this a little bit more. I think it's a very interesting story. I'm not sure it makes for a good movie. It doesn't have enough meat on its bones to be a full movie, I that's think. What I, that's what I think is lacking. I mean, to be honest, if this was like a, a New York Times article that I read, I think that's probably the right length and probably the right depth. Yeah. It, if you're only going to focus on these two, if there was going to be some other impact, I mean, there's a little bit with some of the other families, but not really. Yeah, and there's not enough about, I think there there could have been, been a lot of interesting stuff about the investigation and about kind of the, the, you know, I, mean, I saw Sully recently and that was almost entirely about the I haven't, investigation. I haven't seen it yet, but it's okay. pretty good. I mean, I, it was, I think it's better than this, but it's more, it's less it's not trying to be as emotional as this is. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously, it's much more about, it's much more procedural. It's about what was the investigation like and what are the steps they went through and they did some simulations. It's like none, none of that happens here. I would have liked a lot more of that. Of I this. agree. I'm trying to think back. I know I've seen it, but I don't, I only saw it one flight with Denzel Washington and that investigation. I think that was a little more methodical too. I, yeah, I don't yeah. remember the details. And I, 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 I know this was trying to get more of the dramatic and the impact to the, you know, the families or the, the major, um, individuals involved. But I do think that to be a movie instead of just a, story to read i do think we probably should have gotten more of that and i think that's a mistake yeah because i think the first almost hour of this movie at least 45 minutes and it's only a 90 something minute movie so right. it's, it's at least half at least half of this movie is just these two characters Depressed. wallowing in grief yeah, yeah no and it's it and again i i don't i don't want to make it seem like i have any idea what it, i'm of what it would be like of course but if you're you know and I, i'm sure that's a realistic portrayal but it doesn't necessarily make, again, it might make for a good story. I'm not sure it makes for a good movie. It's not visually interesting. I mean, there's only so much an audience can take, frankly. Well, I right. should only speak for myself. But, like, you know, at some point I'm going, like, okay. You know, like, the magnitude of the grief that they're going through is obviously immense. And the movie communicated that very well after 15 minutes or so. And then it just kept going. Yeah. I'm going, like, you know, there's about a 20-minute chunk in there before it jumps ahead. Where it's just, you know, I, I feel like you know, we're not making any plot progress or any right, kind of plot, story progress. It's and, just, and, and that's where I think, I think the best way to sum it up is I just, I'm not sure that this is a movie. I think that this is a, it, it's a story 
that's of interest, but I, I think this is made for the print form as opposed to... Well, no, I think, they, I think this could have been a great movie. It has the potential. This story has the potential to be a great movie. I think they focused on the wrong things. I don't know if I necessarily agree with you that this, this really? inherently could not be a great... It's well, a I, better, should, I shouldn't say inherently, but at least on what's presented. So I guess, do you have any ideas of what, what could make it a better movie? Because I, I agree. I don't think it's a good movie as it's written. But I think, you know, a couple of things. I, I think focusing more on the investigation, you know, I think maybe the reason why I reacted... I felt like it wasn't all that realistic the way they, they portrayed Scoop McNary's... McNary? Is that his name? I think it's McNary. Yeah. McNary. I think the reason why I didn't necessarily buy it is because the movie presents it kind of in a simple way of just like, yeah, it was his fault. He was trying to monitor two things at the same time and he wasn't paying attention. And, uh, you know, I think, and I think in the real story, it was a little more like complicated and it wasn't entirely as clear cut in terms of like, it just seemed like the movie wasn't really spending the time to go over the nuances of what might cause something like this. It was just like, ah, he was, he was distracted. You know, it just feels like there would be a lot more going on than that. I mean, the, the it's I I think you're you're accurate in that is that it and this movie could have explored it more in more detail. It's just like ah, he was distracted. It's like that's that's not satisfying to me. No, and I mean, I'm certainly not an expert, but I I would also be interested. I've got to imagine that there's at least some investigation or responsibility that comes to either the airlines or the manufacturers, right? That how. How isn't there something that even if air traffic control, how isn't there something that if the air traffic controller has made a mistake and has two planes on a collision course that are at the same altitude, it's, it would seem to me there's at least more, again, into the investigation of other characters that would have been pulled into this. Yeah. Of what responsibility, if any, I don't know, and I'm not an expert, but what responsibility, if any, would the airlines, the manufacturer, and or the pilots have? Well, and I know I'm tempted to just read this summary of the real events because I know from reading... Just the Wikipedia page, obviously not. It's not in great detail, but I know that the real event had something to do. Like, basically, it was a question of like the ship's ship, the, the plane's computer, or like they had like a, a system saying change altitude, change altitude, and they couldn't get confirmation from the tower because the guy was distracted. And uh, I could check to see. I don't know if they changed altitudes and they shouldn't have, or vice versa. But it was something to that effect. And there's a little bit of that in the movie, but it doesn't. In the aftermath of the, you know, the the crash, the movie never really touches on that and says, oh, their onboard system said change altitude, and that was partly to blame. Yeah, no. Because that's what happens, but it just doesn't really come up again. No, it, it I mean, you get, you get it a little bit that it's in his headset that the, you know, the flight crew or the pilot has, for one of the flights, and that's the thing, it's for one of the flights too, it's not for both, it's for one of the flights that said, you know, we're, we're getting a reading, and that's kind of it. You don't, Yeah. none of the blame is only one person is, and maybe it's just for story simplicity for a movie. I don't know. But I just feel like it was too simplistic. I feel like the movie would have benefited from a little more nuance there, you know, because it's it just, it's so simplistic the way it's presented that it, there's not enough to support a 90-minute movie. I yeah. think that's really what it comes down to. And the other thing I would do to expand this movie, this story is I feel like the character, the, the woman who's writing the book. Oh, I, yeah. Well, the, so go ahead, but... I don't remember her name, but... Uh, that should have been a whole third character that had a, like a significant role. She's barely in the movie. She she is barely in the movie, and it's only uh, it seems like it was only to connect A to B. I mean, that was the only reason why, which is yeah, basically connecting Jacob and she's the link that gets them and Roman yep. on, to to meet. So is this Tessa? Is that who it was? Yes, played by uh, Hannah Ware. Uh, 
and, and with that, he, here's, I guess for me, talking about it out loud, I'd like to know a little, I, I, actually probably a lot more, but at least someone, if that's, if that's true, if somebody was really writing a book, what responsibility that she should have and she should take for connecting those yes, two. Yes, exactly. Because to, to, to uh, well, that's very dangerous and close to spoiler territory yeah. again. But I guess, do we have anything else before spoiler territory, or do you? Well, I, I mean, want to talk about that character in a non-spoiler way, and then we, right. can, we can move into spoilers. Because So she, there really aren't a lot of characters in the movie. There's, no. there's, there's the two main characters who are grieving, you know, one for his family and the other one for being responsible for yep. this, this accident. And then Scoop McNary has a wife and a son. And a son. Yep. And Arnold's character has a, a work buddy. Yep. And there's like a couple of like there's FAA a, FAA, yeah. So with uh, one actor who's, I'll, I'll never forget from the TV show Boss. I can never get past his, his role on Boss. Oh, I recognize that guy. I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah. I, well, I, 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 don't, I can never remember the actor's name. I think he might have even been in Inherent Vice. Um, Maybe that's where I recognize him from. That's probably it's where Martin, you... Martin Donovan. Martin Donovan. He plays Ezra Stone on Boss, which is one of my all-time favorite understated characters. Ezra Stone was one of my favorites. This anyway. Is, this is what happens when we're, we're, we're... We only just watched it. Oh, yeah, he's on Boss. I don't know where I recognize... I, rec- I definitely recognized him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess if you... that it, Inherent Vice, there it is. That's where you recognize him from, I bet. He's also an Ant-Man. Maybe that's where I... I'm not, oh, yeah. I don't remember I him in either one of those movies, though. Uh, he's... He's the guy who's trying to in Ant Man. Man, we're really getting off topic, but in Ant Man, he's trying to buy the um, the serum from um, uh, from not the Wasp. Who, who's the uh, the Yellow Jacket? Boy, it's been a long time. He's there, and I think actually he to set up the next one. I think he makes off with with some of it. Really? Um, yeah. So anyway, boy, I, that does not ring a bell in the slightest. Uh, I, mean, I recognize the guy's face. Though, it's so. probably just because you're remembering Ant Man from. Uh, Civil War when he when he puffs up and he's huge you probably don't remember uh, the actual Ant Man movie no I really don't actually uh, but uh, the CGI Michael Douglas <laughs> yeah, that, that I remember yeah uh, okay so but yeah so movie, yeah, outside of those you've probably named everybody that's in this movie yeah and I and there's and, one fam- the one one other, reading the book the writing, the, writing book, the book and then there's one other um, family member of a victim a, a different and he right. has maybe. Two two scenes, if that, and that's it. Yeah, I think only one scene has dialogue. You just yeah, yeah. No, but I think the 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 woman writing the book about the accident. Should we? Let's just give the spo- the warning now because I want to I want to roll into the specifics of her character. Yeah, no, this is probably the time to do so, it. Yeah, so from sp- here on out, we'll ruin everything. Spoiler warning right now, and we should wrap up and tell people what we're doing next. Yeah, in, in case people don't want to continue that, from now, that probably makes sense. So yeah, we'll just let you know now that uh, we'll be back with our final season. You know, next next episode, we'll be on time this time since yes. this time we're a couple couple days late. Extenuating circumstances, and we'll be discussing raw deal. That's our first. Pick back. Which was your pick? It was my pick, and that was uh, based on some polling that I had done on Twitter. And I think when I went back and looked, I think I picked every low budget action movie. <laughs> I think you did. Yeah. No, so. I picked. Uh, I picked something. It's not a competition. And yes, you definitely picked more than me. And for the record, uh, I could probably come up with a rule in a crisis situation on this one, but I'm not going to based on the tone. So I'm just no. I think that would since be. this isn't. This isn't part of our uh, our original plan when we outlined when we were going to do four seasons with eight episodes. I'm going to use that as my excuse because it's a little too somber. This is not a numbered episode, so I don't feel like you have an obligation exactly. to, to give a, a rule. So, so anyway, so raw yeah, deal. Yeah, raw deal will be next. And if you want to not hear spoilers about aftermath, 
uh, stop listening now. Thanks for listening, and uh, let's get into it. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. You're not, the you, bottle's getting on court. You're not doing the Twitter handle or anything. Okay, that's we'll fine. We'll do that at the end. Okay, right. yeah, at Bad Puns Podcast, because I want to I talk about Just get into it. All let's right. get into it. Spoilers from here on out, please. Turn us off if you don't want to hear. Yes. So the woman writing the book puts them Tessa. in contact. Well, Tessa? Okay. Yep. I should get back to the, the That's page. fine. So, she, yeah, she puts them in contact with each other, which results, you know, last chance spoiler warning. <laughs> Arnold's character, Roman, kills yeah. the air traffic, uh, controller. air traffic controller out of revenge yeah. near the end of the movie. And then she's never comes back. She's the one who tells him because she's in contact with both of them and she's writing a book about the crash. She knows where... The guy lives. Yeah, and because she, Scoot McNary's character has changed his name and moved to presumably a different city, but not too far because it's within driving distance, at least as presented here. Yeah, I wasn't sure where either one of them lived. It was kind of vague. But yeah, and it results with Roman killing the guy, and we never see her again. It's like this this whole movie has been about having guilt about making this, this a mistake very similar to that where she is responsible by telling right. Arnold's character where he lives. She's responsible. And you'd think you'd get some kind of a... Obviously, it's very thematically relevant that she should be feeling guilt about that. It never comes up. She should have been a third, like a major character. I, I agree. So I was going to ask you, since you had read it, or at least read the overview, is that part true or was dramatic license taken to have somebody connect them? I've only read the Wikipedia article, oh, honestly. Okay. So I don't know if it... I don't know if this goes into how they... How he found... I guy. mean, because... I mean, you, you said that... Um, you know, she's in a similar situation. I think she's far worse than the air traffic controller because I think at least as presented, that was an honest mistake, right? And that's a high-pressure job. She, yeah. she, there, was, there was no upside. There was only downside to what she did. Well, he tells her, I, I want him to apologize for what he did. It's like, that's, she thinks that that's all that's going to happen. Even if so, do you think I, that she she had a sense? Of, like, do you think that she? So this is why I think I wanted more of her point of view. Does she think that the air traffic controller? Uh, what's what's the guy's actual name? Jake. Jacob. Yep. Yeah. Uh, does she think that Jake is actually culpable in a sense that she wouldn't mind him being killed? Like, do you think she's actually she knows what's going to happen? I I mean I don't know if she knows that, but I, it at least to me, and maybe this is easy when you're not you don't know the people and you're not close to them. It's and you know the end result. It only seems like there's downside. It just doesn't seem like there's any. And and the thing is, is I know that thematically in the movie, that, that's what he wanted. He wanted his apology. That's another thing we didn't talk about before the spoilers that went nowhere. We have no idea what happened with the settlement from the airlines that was presented and put in front of him. So he sued the airlines. It, it goes nowhere. Yeah. That seems only there to show they're refusing to apologize. Like that's what I mean about I think this movie is kind of badly written. That scene, just the writing in that scene is just cartoonishly rude and callous yeah. to him in a way that, you know, I, I, corporate I, lawyers are not the nicest people in the world, but they're not, that's, that's like, no, I mean, they're twirling their mustache. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. They, they would actually probably, again, they wouldn't apologize and they wouldn't take responsibility, but I, I would be shocked if they took that attitude. They certainly wouldn't take responsibility. You're right, because it yeah. would open them up legally. But they would express sympathy and that, you know and that's condolences. What I, yeah, that's what I think they would absolutely do. Yeah, and that's all he's looking for. You know, maybe, maybe he wouldn't have accepted that's not an apology. You know, he would yeah. he would have wanted more. I guess, Some, but he they, probably would want somebody actually from the whether it's the FAA or well, that in that case it was presented to the airlines. He would probably want somebody from the airlines to actually do it and not the lawyers. But e- either way, but the airlines weren't at fault, right? Well, maybe I mean, maybe they weren't. That's the thing is I'm not sure because if 
did they have any responsibility since if you have an onboard system that's telling you that you need to change course? But in that case, it would be the manufacturers of the plane then, right? Well, no, because isn't it the, the pilots are an employee of the airline? And if they're ignoring the, the it's at least as presented in this, the onboard system did not fail. The system itself said you need to change course. The, no, they did. I think, I think the way it presents it is no. the two planes are on the same altitude. Air traffic controller, he, he tells the one plane to change altitudes. And then this other plane, which he did not tell to change altitude, says, oh, our system says to change altitudes. And they, no. they What happens is that they get the information. And I, since we've only seen it once, I'm trying to remember yeah, back. Yeah, it's tough. The pilots conf- send something to the tower. The tower, they say, I'm going to change altitude. Right. And they don't know that the other plane has already been told to change to the same altitude. So they can't get a confirmation from the tower. And so when they then change, then they become on the collision course. And I'm pretty sure then at that point is when the system is telling them that they need to change course and that they don't. I thought, I remember it being that uh, they were on the same altitude. As a result of that, air traffic control Tells ordered, one of the ordered one of the planes to change altitude, but be- before that order goes in, the other plane detects that their the other planes in the same oh. altitude says change altitudes, and then they both change to nine thousand feet. Okay, isn't that? I, I thought that's what happened. It, I, just, I don't remember. It could be. I do for it's, whatever reason. I do remember it's six thousand feet, but I don't necessarily remember the order. E- either way, I, I guess the the hard part I have is I just I don't I don't see how all of the responsibility is if nothing else. The second air traffic controller, who's not there because he's getting coffee, there's responsibility on him for not being there. Yeah, yeah, agreed. There's at a, mi- so at a minimum, simplistic yeah, the way they at, at, at a minimum, there's some on the second air traffic controller for not being there. Blame would be spread across, you know, the, the manufacturers of the planes and the airlines and the FAA and the individual employees and the guy fixing the phones or whatever was going on there. Yeah, I don't even know what was happening. I, I still don't really understand. Oh, we're fixing the phones, so you can't call Pittsburgh. I don't even really know. Because that's what he was distracted by. He's trying yes. to call Pittsburgh because some flight got rerouted and he couldn't raise them because the I don't know. It just it felt very that's you see the stuff artificial that's, artificial that stuff may be accurate though. I have no idea. Do you want do you want me to read the the part? Let me just read this just kind of to give it some context. This is about the real uh, incident. Uh, the accident raised questions about how pilots must react when they receive conflicting orders from TCAS. And from air traffic control, TCAS, I assume, is the onboard system. While TCAS is programmed to assume both crews will promptly follow the system's instructions, the operations manual did not clearly state that it should always take precedence over ATC commands. I think that's really, in the real situation, that's really what it was, is if they're getting conflicting... Which to follow. Yeah, from this tower and from their system, which one to follow. Yeah, I I think that leads to that this is, you know, too simplistic, but... Yeah, I mean, that doesn't come across in the movie, really. It's confusing. But maybe it's because the the point of the movie, or what they wanted, is they wanted to focus just on these two people and the collision course that they were on, so they decided to just make it all on on Jacob. You're right, but I think that's a mistake. I I would have liked to have had the movie explain all this to to us. Well, I I think it's a mistake because, again, the way that they presented it, I just don't think there's enough for an hour and a half movie, and that's the reason why you spend 30 minutes of it with just two really depressed people. Yeah. Yeah, I just man, some of the writing really rubbed me the wrong way. That opening scene, 
I feel like it was so like, clumsily written, although we were laughing at it a little bit. In hindsight, inappropriately, but it was kind it, of funny. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't blame us not necessarily knowing, and that shirt was ridiculous. That <laughs> it he was had a on. ridiculous shirt. And also, like, the like three accidental references to other Arnold movies in yeah. a row. I mean, I'm going to put those clips in. I'll put them in right here. Hey, Jack, those racks don't go up there. What do you mean? They go in the parking lot. The ones with the blue plastic go up there. Ah, uh, okay. Hey, sorry, I didn't realize. Don't worry. You're fired. I wonder if they knew that putting your fired is just going to make people like us laugh. Yeah. That may have been a mistake. A big mistake. I think that might be Howard's Chevy, actually. Who's? From Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I don't remember. This is like references to every one of his movies. <laughs> so Eraser, we've got him in the shower. <laughs> My family will be home on the sixth day. <laughs> Jeez. What is that shirt? This shirt is crazy. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, I, I kind of got annoyed not, I won't say it was with the score. I wanted to ask you about the score, but just there was constant like jet engine roars when they would transition between scenes. Oh, well, that's not surprising. It's not surprising, but it, I don't know. It was just annoying. Uh, it didn't bother me so much. I know what you mean, and I can see why it would be annoying. But I, I, I agree that the score, it's not a bad score. It's just very droning and kind of, it, it, it needed to mix it up a little bit. I mean, it's all very, it, it's, it's in keeping with the movie where it's just yeah. kind of, oppressively dour and just you know again just lingering on their their grief which i understand but it's only there's only so much you can take before you break it up that's why i think i, I agree with you that i think the pacing it, they needed to move up they need to move everything up just the the jump ahead a year because it jumps ahead a year i'm not even sure really sure why i guess maybe to keep with the actual story but Oh, I mean, that would be my guess. And also, after the one year later is when um, Jacob has changed his name and has a different job. So I, right. I would guess that they couldn't spend any more time in grief and just decided, all right, got to move it up to get closer to the actual timeline. But, like, nothing really... I mean, the, the first section of the movie ends with each of these characters attempting suicide, or at least contemplating suicide. Yeah. And that's where it ends, and it goes one year later. I think what it really comes down to is... They thought they were building to like this dramatic moment where each character is going to commit suicide out of grief, but there was no build. It no. was just like grief, 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 suicide. It's just like spiked up. Just like whoa, like, I, I I know they're they're both grieving, but this seems yeah. like it came out of nowhere. Well, and then and then for me, getting to the back half of the movie, I mean, so after I, I'm not I'm not even sure if Roman. I don't think he went there with revenge in mind. No. Um, I agree. So whatever he would have been convicted of, um, you know, I'm guessing manslaughter of some some degree would be my guess. I mean, yeah, they don't they don't tell us. I, 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 I'm, well, that's the thing. Is so that's what I was getting at is that they just completely gloss over charges that would have been brought, and then he's in prison, and it's 11 years later. So it's obviously he spent like 10 years in prison. Yeah, it's you know, somewhere around there. Yeah, all that stuff's just completely glossed over to like wrap this thing up oh we're getting close to an hour and a half we're just gonna wrap this thing up that was really rushed very rushed you're right just just to like summarize i guess so he's he finds the guy 
Yeah, it kills him kind of out of anger. I agree. I don't think he went there to kill him, but no, he but just, it was when he saw him. It was yes. out of rage or something. Well, and that he didn't get his apology. And as I somewhat jokingly said, I'm not going to do a rule in a crisis situation. I I had it despite being on the spot. And it's the the whole point of this movie is just apologize. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's all he was looking for, I guess. Yeah. Uh, which is also very simplistic in a I, kind of a way that I is agree. not satisfying. Because it, it, I'd say in reality, do you really think that? I mean. I'm not saying people wouldn't want it, but a real human being, you think that really? Yeah, I mean, not to be too glib, but if he had gone there and the guy would be like, I'm sorry, he'd be like, okay, thank you, bye. You know, yeah. Like, I, he's it, not going to, what's that going to accomplish? I, I'm not, again, I, I'm sure the just the acknowledgement, it would help in the grieving process, but he still probably would be just as angry. And Right. But either way, it doesn't matter. I, I, I do think you're right. It, like many things in this, it's too simplistic. And I do think they're, Showing some leaves changing in some snow to pass ten years in prison. I, I sorry, I don't, I don't buy that. I mean, it didn't need to do that. They could have just done another title card that said ten years later. Um, what I'm saying is that I think I needed more of like what his time in prison was like. I mean, I'm pretty invested in this character at this point, and I'm not saying you have to spend another twenty minutes or half an hour. I just think that that was really rushed. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with that. I don't know if you need to see like. What I, things would have happened in prison that would have been relevant to his story? I don't know. Maybe you would have found that whoever was writing that book, maybe she got some more details. I have no idea what happened of his 10 years in prison. Oh, maybe it was uneventful. I don't know. I mean, if they had done that, I th- then, then I agree. I mean, I think if, if they had focused as much on the author character, or not author, but like, uh, she's writing a, a nonfiction book, but, you know, the writer character. Yeah, if there had been scenes where she goes to visit Arnold in prison and says, I can't believe you did that. And she's feeling the guilt about it. Yeah. Then, yeah, I agree. But to the way it's presented now, it's like, what? I, I'm fine with them skipping over the whole 10 years because really they're just getting to the end where he's released from prison and the son of the air traffic controller, now he wants revenge. But that's like, what, a five minute scene? If that. Yeah, if that. And it's, that's it. That's the end, end of the movie. Should have been a whole 20, last 20, 25 minutes of the movie is. Him getting back to his life, and he's someone's. He realizes that the son of the guy he killed is following him, or whatever. It's just well, that's so I, thrown off as if it's nothing. And I don't know if that's just exactly how the real events went, or if they took liberties with it. But it, it like a lot of that last twenty minutes of the movie, it's just rushed. Yeah, very rushed. And I don't, I don't think it has. A, I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't feel like it had a payoff either. No, it's it. It feels obligatory that whole final sequence because. It just seems like they had. It felt like they had to put that scene in there where the the son of the air traffic controller that he killed, he wants revenge and then he decides not to do it. But I feel like they only felt like they had to do that to show like the cycle of revenge ending being broken. I'll tell you, I just recently watched uh, Blue Ruin, which is the no, I've never seen it. Uh, you should see it. It's a great movie. It's it's by the guy who directed Green Room. It was his, the movie he did prior to that. Okay. Nobody famous is in it. It's like it's it was a small indie movie and it's great. It's about it's a revenge story. Uh, I don't want to spoil that too much, but it's it's seeing thi- this movie, which in the end that's kind of what I was saying earlier in the non spoiler section. Like it only reveals itself as a revenge movie in the last ten fifteen minutes. I mean, I don't. Did you see that coming? Did you think he was gonna kill the guy? I mean, I I kind of knew it was gonna happen. Uh, did I think he was going to kill him, or did I see that that like as soon as somebody was walking behind him in a hoodie? No, 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 not that part. When he when he goes to the guy's apartment and oh, kills the air traffic controller. That's a good question. I I guess I thought it was a possibility, but I didn't I didn't think that. I I guess it, some of it's because the what the tone of the rest of the movie had been, as well as the characters. I don't know. I just didn't really see it. 
Right, I agree. The only reason I knew it was coming is because I'd read about the real events. Yeah. Uh, And even then, I wasn't sure. But, yeah, it doesn't feel like a movie that's about revenge. It feels like a movie that's about grief. And then the last 20 minutes, it's just like, oh, it's about revenge. Yeah. It was never about grief. It's about him getting revenge. And how bad that is and how, you know, the guy's son is going to not get revenge because he's a better man or something. Yeah, and so what's funny is if that's what it... I don't know, and Aftermath, I I guess based on the title, to me... I. 75 80 percent of this movie is not revenge right 75 80 percent is about right real like what what real people and how they would react and i think that that it probably does well it's not timed well and paced well but the back half i mean there's a lot of great revenge movies and and not that this was setting out to be one of those but it's why did you try and go for that but that's the thing i think it does set out to be a revenge movie it just doesn't feel like a revenge movie until suddenly it is yeah like if they if that was the goal i mean and again it was it's based on a real event and i'm sure they didn't want to sensationalize it and turn it into kill bill or something yeah. you know like that's that's a very fine line to tread but you can make a movie that's respectful and that's about true revenge. Sh- show, but show revenge as this horrible thing that didn't actually you know i i, I think may, maybe now that i think about it i think i do agree that we should have seen more of him in prison because I would have liked to have seen him realizing that it didn't actually accomplish anything or something like that. No. If that's going to be the message. I, I, I mean, at least to me, like two movies that I can think of off the top of my head and uh, of that genre. I'm not, I, I think you're a bigger Kill Bill fan than I am, but eh, I mean, I like it, but yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not, but, but for me, like one of my all time favorite movies, probably top five might be me. Top three is, is a revenge movie. It's Memento. And I think yeah. the whole concept of that movie that, the irony, I mean, it, I mean, it's fiction, but if you can't remember really what would be the point, and I, to me, to, to take that genre that had been done so many times, but have it with somebody that really what is the point, I think in reality there is no point to revenge because it doesn't change anything. Yeah. And, and to me, and the other one that comes to mind is Irreversible. I don't know if you've seen it. There's, it it's, there's some tough stuff in Irreversible. No, you've, you've recommended it before, right? But, but the, to, to me, what I take away from that, that movie is it's the same thing. It's that there's, you can never, you can't take anything back. And yeah. so not only what you're getting revenge for can't come back, and I don't think really can make you feel any better, what you then do as a result of it, 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 makes, it makes everything that happened to you far worse because you can't take any of that back. Yeah, it's, it's an eye for an eye that leaves everyone blind. Like That's yeah. the message of pretty much every revenge movie on some level. Even Kill Bill, which is mostly just a cathartic like, gore fest, right. still has that scene where the little girl comes in and she says, you know, if you feel, if you need to deal with this in 10 years, come find me. Yeah. That's still there. It's, it's underneath it all. And obviously that's, that final scene here is supposed to accomplish that. And it fails. It's just like, it feels so tacked on. It just feels like, you know, they knew they were making a movie about a guy who, who who commits murder really unjustifiably. Yeah. I mean, emotionally we can understand why, but it's still unjustifiable murder. I mean, it, 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 that's just on the face see, of it. The character that we're rooting for is a murderer. Yeah, and see, I think that that's also where the movie lacks a little bit. In that, at least for me, I didn't. You don't seem to have the same sense, but I'm way more invested in in Jacob because you see more of his family. You don't get anything on Arnold other than he works at a construction site, and so I think when you then get to the end of what he does, it's even harder. To sympathize with him. I'm not saying it's justified, but it's even harder to sympathize with him because you, you have no context, context 
other than his grief and like one video, you know, like a home video that he remembers throughout the movie. Yeah. I think if you got a little bit more of his family, again, it's still not justified, but I think it'd be more balanced where you would have a tougher time saying, oh, my God, you know, that's completely unjustified. I think you'd have a tougher time if you were a little more invested in him. Well, it's interesting because I had more sympathy for him than I did for Scoot McNary's character. And uh-huh. even still, I thought, like, this is not, you know, he's, he's being irrational. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know why I didn't really connect with the Scoot McNary stuff. I just, I, I don't know if it was, I just didn't think it was well written or I just felt like it wasn't realistic that he is bearing so much of the brunt and none of the other apparatus of the air traffic control. Takes any of the blame. Yeah. Yeah. I See, that's really what my problem was. Yeah. I guess, I guess. And the reason maybe it's different for me and maybe it is that it's too simplistic and I shouldn't buy off on it, but at least as the way it's presented, guy was doing his job and there was you know a host of other things outside of his job and somebody else that was supposed to be in there with him doing their job yeah if all of those things really fell into place i guess i sympathize because it's like the the guy was just doing the best he could with too many plates that were spinning at the same time you know why i think i really had a negative reaction to scoot mcnary's character is you know obviously that would be a difficult thing to go through feeling responsible for something like that obviously it's terrible but I think the movie overplays it. I don't think it's the actor's fault. I think it's the screenplay's fault where there's the section where he's really falling apart and he goes to see a psychiatrist and he's just like, I just want to just give me the prescription. It's just like, I mean, it's hard to say how people would react in that situation. Yeah, Maybe he just, he just can't, can't deal with it. But I don't know. I just something about the way he kind of falls apart. Just, I didn't connect with it all. It's not that I necessarily think it's unrealistic. I just didn't connect with it. I just didn't really feel that sympathy that I think we were supposed to. I, I hear you. And so the other thing that I thought about when we were watching this, and now we've talked about it, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I, I didn't realize that this story existed, but it, so I started thinking a little bit of Breaking Bad, season two of Breaking Bad. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Um, and, it, you know, again, this is, a, this is a serious movie, but it made me just loathe Walter White even more because in, in season three, when he's basically trying to justify. Right. Um, you know, because he's part again, he's partly responsible for that. He, yeah, I know, I know the scene you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know if we should necessarily spoil. <laughs> no, we don't have to. I, well, fine, so, yeah. So, I, what it what it just led me back to, and uh, I know we've probably talked about it on this podcast. I can't stand the ending to that show, and how people were rooting for that character. You know, by the end, because th- th- even just this, this little microcosm of. Um, or this story that I think maybe was lifted a little bit from you know the, the writers of Breaking Bad is that that character would not accept any responsibility and was you know trying to basically justify um, right. his own actions. Oh, I agree. I I felt that way about the ending of Breaking Bad. I also okay. felt that way about that scene in Breaking. Bad. I agree with you 100 percent about Breaking Bad. All right. I just I, I think yeah I think the air traffic controller the the Jake character in this movie is like the exact. F- reverse of that where he's accepting way too much responsibility yeah and i i can't and it's hard though because you know every human being is different you oh, don't know if, sure if maybe that person really reacted that way no i absolutely yeah i just i you know i don't know maybe it's just i didn't feel like they dramatized it correctly i just for whatever reason no i overall I maybe it's just because it was arnold and i just have this connection <laughs> because he's arnold schwarzenegger you know that could be so uh, maybe last thing on the ending it felt like they were going for maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong it felt like they were going for trying to make that a surprise i don't think it was a surprise at all that it was the sun yeah oh yeah even when i wasn't clear it only becomes clear after the fact that it was 11 years 
but yeah, I was just like, okay, this, I don't know how much time has passed, but almost certainly this is the, yeah, I, I agree. It wasn't yeah. a surprise. No, it wasn't a surprise, but do you think that I'm right that they were trying to portray that? Because if so, it failed miserably. Oh, yeah, that. I think so. Because a character, is, he's visiting his family's grave. He's just gotten out of prison and a, yeah. a young, a young no, I don't Guy. Know, teenager. Uh, Maybe no. late, late teens. Yeah, probably. Or I think maybe even early 20s, but whatever. Maybe. But yeah, a guy just shows up and at the and, and starts talking to Arnold, and it's just like, okay, yes. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, they were trying to keep it a secret. It's like, who else could it be? I, oh. The movie's five minutes from being over. We're going to introduce a new character. Here's yeah. a guy who's going to, you know, like, obviously yeah. it was the son. And to me, I, I, why even bother with that? I, I think the scene probably would have worked better if they didn't. They just confronted if, him if outright. Just, yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you're right. I think that would have been better. Yeah. Uh, also, the last thing I want to talk about is that the weird... I don't know. Just, I, again, I think it comes down to the writing. And I think there's the really awkward moment where he's got the picture of his family and then after he murders the guy and he goes and sits down on the couch. Oh, that, yeah. And they're trying to match the pose from the picture. Like I missed that. Okay. It's the same. Po- it, it's so artificial, though. I mean, it's, it's, it's not well done at all. And it's like the only reason why the, the wife and son are not running away is for, for is the so that dramatic they get effect. This pose and the mirroring of like oh this is the picture he had of his family and now he's sitting in the same pose yeah that really bothered me it's like this is the most artificial like you know it's as naturalistic as a lot of this movie is moment like that or just like this is you can just feel the screenwriter arranging you know yeah no i miss it you're completely right and i'm i'm glad you got that out and i i agree with you it doesn't fit with the tone of what everything else had been especially up until that point I feel that the everything after that is rushed, but up until that point, it's extremely methodical, and I think probably realistic. It's too much of the grief, as we said, but it's realistic. You're right. I hadn't seen that. That's completely manufactured. Yeah, it was. It really annoyed me. I think the last thing I want to ask you is in terms of like, do you think this would have been a better movie if it had been these two characters dealing with the grief of the aftermath of this, and there was no revenge part, or do you think it would have been better if it was? if they pushed up the revenge part and that was more of the focus of the story, like I'm not sure which I would prefer um, for me. And maybe it's just the, the revenge part felt so bolted on for me. I would have rather them just completely flush out. I'm not sure how much there would have been, but I would have rather them just stuck on the course that they were on. Yeah. Uh, of yeah. The, it, it's about like real human beings and real adults trying. And maybe it didn't even need to just be with them. You don't really get with, Maybe it wouldn't be grief, but you don't really get much of the impact to Jacob's son and his wife. And there's a lot going on, right? I mean, their family's being broken up. He's moved away. Yeah. If you were going to flush that out and just focus on that, you definitely needed to explore that. And I think I would have rather have seen that. They treat it like a joke. Like, the kid shows up, and he's right. like, Peter, whatever his fake name. is like, is this your residence? Like, the kid is joking about... His father being in like some, under a, a new name, some and, like bootleg FAA witness protection. It's yeah, like this shouldn't be a joke. Like he should be happy to see his son. The first time he's or his father, his first time he's seeing his father, presumably in a long time, it's like cracking jokes about his false identity. It's, yeah, this is tone deaf. Like a lot of this movie, especially in the second half, yeah, or it tries to transition into the revenge thing, and it, I don't it really think, fails. Yeah, I don't think it does well. So for me, at least. I think I would rather have it as as much of a downer as that would be. But it really, that's the thing is I don't think in Maggie the tone doesn't really change. I mean that really is you know euthanasia you know and and you know what 
what would you really do yeah. with you know, terminal illness, right? That's what that's about. The tone never changes in that, and I think it works way better than this does. But I think by the end of Maggie, he has come to terms with what is happening, and he's come. I don't know if he's necessarily overcome his grief. Obviously not, but like he has a progression where in the end, I think he has a he comes to a place. He, he arrives at a place. He does. What I'm saying is, it doesn't just all of a sudden change directions, and that's why I think it works well. It sticks right. with what it is, and it's a downer. Don't get me wrong; it's not one where I want to. It's not a rousing movie where I want to go watch a bunch of times. But I, right. I appreciate that it sticks with what it is, and it's about terminal illness. I, you're right. I completely agree. It would have been like if Maggie had decided in the last 15 minutes to, to be an ha- action movie. Yeah, to have the zombies attack, and she's going to have one last, like... Yeah, a last stand or something. With her dad before. Yeah, yeah no, that's... And not spoil Maggie, but whatever. What, this is the spoiler section, so we can spoil everything. <laughs> hey, the usual suspects, you want to know how that ends? How about Fight Club? <laughs> I guess I, this, we didn't spoil the ending. We made up our own <laughs> ending to Maggie. But yeah, yeah. That was, I agree. That's what it would have been like. It would have been so tone deaf and wrong. For what that movie was. Yeah, I think this. I mean, I think if it had just been a, a movie about grief and then the end of the movie is then coming out of it and kind of coming to terms. I mean, they, obviously they should, they need to meet. If it had been them meeting and just like hashing it out basically and like almost yeah. becoming support for each other, like you can go the exact opposite direction. Like they have no support systems or they're rejecting the support systems they're offered. And in the end, the two of them, they end up, you know, and that sort of thing does happen. Yeah. Even in more extreme cases where like, a murderer's the family of a murderer's victim comes to know the murderer and b- comes to believe that they have reformed and you know that that's a thing that can happen so yeah, yeah I, I, if they were going to make it more about revenge they shouldn't have based it on a true story no then yeah. i think that would be disrespectful yep no i agree and i it, it, your question was what i would prefer i think it would have been better if they just stuck with what basically 80 percent of the movie is yeah i think I, I agree so so pretty negative reviews i think from both of us yeah unfortunately but you know it's the i it for our, the arnold podcast which is what we're doing we're not we don't I, I everybody involved i don't think anybody's you know really to blame other than maybe who plays the um jacob's son at the end isn't the greatest actor but no, it's yeah. certainly not arnold it's not scoop mcnary who i uh, actually like in halt and catch fire i i haven't seen him in much the only thing i know him from is batman versus superman just uh, probably not a, a better for, fit to him. I forgot he was in that. He's the guy who gets his legs cut off. Yes, I forgot he was in that. Which he's actually fine in that movie. I don't yeah. think he's bad. There's pl- no, there's plenty of not good in Batman versus Superman. Uh, this is the wrong podcast to talk about this, but I like it better than you. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. All right, so that's the show, I think. That's I'm the show. I, I'm disappointed that uh, I was on board for the first 20 minutes or so, and then the movie, I think... Definitely lost me. It sounds like I lost you, too. Yeah, unfortunately. But you know what? They're not all going to be winners. Okay. Well, that's the show. When we get to the end, we're ranking. We'll have to see where this falls. But, uh, uh, all right. We already did our wrap-up, so should we just uh, call it? Thanks for listening, and we'll be back. Uh, with Raw Deal. With Raw Deal. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> it was my job to end this. I was like, wait. <laughs> all right. It's good to end with a laugh. There-